from the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Hi, I'm Bob, VK6POP, Jota JD Coordinator for Scouts Australia. Jota is next weekend. Scouts and guides worldwide will be on air trying to contact each other. Approximately 500,000 people around the world are involved in the Jamboree on the air and Jamboree on the internet every year. You're likely to hear scout stations operating on or adjacent to the calling frequencies. However, they are not limited to those places on the bands. As with any event of this nature, operators will look for a nice clear spot or tune around to find someone calling CQ Jamboree. This year there will be Australian scouts on air using their own call signs for Jota for the very first time. Congratulations to those scouts who have gained their licence and those who are about to. Jota and Jody commence officially at midnight local time on Friday the 16th of October and finish at midnight local time on Sunday the 18th of October. There will be an address by Her Excellency Ms Quentin Bryce AC, Governor General of Australia, Chief Scout and Patron of Girl Guides Australia. This is broadcast on amateur radio frequencies, usually through the WIA News Network at 1300 hours local time. Please check with your local scout people for details in your state or territory. For those unable to listen to the broadcast, the MP3 file may be played locally. The address will be available for download from the usual WIA news source and from scouts.com.au Jota Jyoti pages. Follow the link from international at www.scouts.com.au. Also on those web pages, you will find the scout calling frequencies for Jota. The Australian voice calling frequencies are 3.650 MHz, 7.090 and 7.190 MHz, 14.190 MHz, 21.190 MHz, 28.590 MHz, 52.160 MHz. Also for Slow Scan TV, 3.630 MHz, 7.033 MHz, 14.227 MHz, and for PSK31, 14.070 MHz. Next week's WIA News on the Jota Jyoti Weekend will be presented by Amateur Radio Licensed Scouts from the Whalen Bay Sea Scout Group in Perth. Good luck with Jota and Jyoti, and thank you to all who are helping. I'm Bob, VK6POP. Thanks, Bob, VK6POP. And, you know, it really does make you feel great upon learning that one interest group in Amateur Radio does make special provision so as not to disadvantage another group. And we're speaking of Jota. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. This is the National News for week commencing October 11. Now, when a clash was discovered by the Deutsche Amateur Radio Club, Dark, with its popular Worked All Germany contest being on the same weekend again as the Jamboree on the Air, being the 17th, 18th of October, the contest organisers readily made the decision there should be contest-free frequencies to give the scout and guide stations a fair go on the HF bands including all of the designated World Scout frequencies. Well done, Dark. As I said, it is the WIA National News, and of course it is the WIA Centenary next year. On last week's broadcast, we announced the launch of the WIA Centenary Celebrations in recognition of the foundation of the WIA and the very start of organised amateur radio here in Australia during 1910. Well, things have got off to a great start, 
We've had a number of inquiries about the celebrations and inquiries regarding clubs booking the VK100 WIA special event call sign. Now instructions and login details have been sent this week to the secretary of each WIA-affiliated club at the address registered in the club section of the WIA website. We've already received quite a number of orders for the limited edition centenary merchandise which you will find on sale under the merchandise section of the online bookshop and via the centenary pages in the WIA website. Our centenary type-ins and centenary posters have arrived and have been added to the increasing range of commemorative products on sale. So this week, have a think about how you and your club would like to help celebrate the centenary and be ready to make your club's three-day reservation to put the VK100 WIA callsign to air. And as we mentioned on last week's broadcast, an email address, centenary at wia.org.au, has been established for all inquiries relating to the centenary celebrations. Thanks, Robert. WIA Director VK3DN. We'll get you back in a sec, Robert, to uh, bring us up to date on the 2009 Clubs Grant Scheme. All right, the Townsville City Council have launched a disaster messaging service. Yes, a community disaster messaging service based on the early warning network can now provide residents within Townsville area free emergency alerts in the event of severe weather. You can choose one or more ways to receive messages, including mobiles, landline phones or email. Now, this will save lives and protect your property. Well done, Townsville. From Townsville down to Melbourne, where the DATV goes live. The digitisation of one of the world's longest-running fast-scan amateur television repeaters, VK3RTV, on Mount Dandenong, east of Melbourne, is now fully implemented. The project has been in the planning for some years. When funding became available in January this year, it was full steam ahead with the German-made DVB-T commercial television standard boards being imported. Then all of the other bits and pieces, including the controller, had to be built. We reported on this broadcast the very first digital test that occurred on the 7th of June. This was followed by further tests. Now after more than 30 years, the VK3 RTV analogue transmission has ended to be replaced by digital. A number of radio amateurs in the Greater Melbourne and Geelong areas are receiving it on 446.5 MHz in the 70 centimetre band using TV set-top boxes or USB DVB-T receivers. Congratulations to Peter Cousins, VK3BFG, and others in the Melbourne ATV group who have made it possible. The project is funded by Amateur Radio Victoria, which acknowledges a $1,000 contribution by the WIA through its club's grant program. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1WIA. And still in VK3, the Sherbrooke Community School will be making that contact with the space station sometime during the week of Monday, October 26. They do have limited room and to attend you must have an invite. However, they will have a link up on VK3RBY and VK3RML and are still hoping to get an ATV link up as well. If you can help with the ATV part, email VK3AMN at wia.org.au. In VK4, Ipswich and District Radio Club is claiming the first Christmas party for 2009. Alan Roebuck, VK4 FABR reports. In what is certain to be the season opener, members, guests and other amateurs are invited to help Ipswich and District Radio Club celebrate the festive season. A special Christmas lunch is being held on Saturday, November 7 at the Workers' Club in Bell Street, Ipswich 
from 11.30am to 2pm. The venue is also known as Ipswich Trades Hall and the lunch will only cost $13.95 plus drinks. Payment for this event would be appreciated as soon as possible. You can pay at any club meetings or send a money order to PO Box 250 Ipswich, Queensland 4305 or contact the Secretary on 07 3282 to organise payment. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Brisbane South and Northern Gold Coast areas, it can be heard on VK4 RGQ on 146.950 MHz at 9am Sundays. I'm VK4 FABR. This is Robert VK3DN reading an item on behalf of Jeff Atkinson, VK3 AFA, WIA Secretary. 2009 Club Grants Announced The WIA Board has accepted the recommendations of the 2009 Grants Committee. Grants have been awarded totalling $5,450. For 2009, the Board specified that grants would be offered for projects and activities to be conducted before April 2010 to attract new amateurs and for projects that supported emergency communications. The Grant Committee was asked to pay particular attention to the number of WIA members in a club as a percentage of the total membership of the club when considering the applications. 17 applications were received. Seven projects and activities to attract new amateurs were awarded grants totalling $4,050 as follows. Fisher's Ghost Amateur Radio Club $500 for amateur radio demonstrations at the 2010 Australian Jamboree. Red Clifton District Amateur Radio Club $500 for equipment for Jotar activities. Port Stephens Amateur Radio Club $500 to establish a loan library of foundation books and material. Waverley Amateur Radio Society $750 for a trailer fitted with antennas and radios to promote amateur radio for emergency use. Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Club $500 for global set communications. St George Amateur Radio Society $600 for a data projector as part of a project to attract new amateurs and the Sherbrooke Radio Club $700 for the purchase of radio equipment and literature to further an existing amateur radio training involvement with a school. Now there were three projects supporting emergency communications that received grants totalling $1,400 and they were as follows. The Arrow Valley Amateur Radio Group $250 towards replacing a trailer and equipment destroyed in the 2009 fires. St George Amateur Radio Society, $650 to refurbish a two-metre repeater for emergency preparedness. Twin Cities Radio and Electronics Club, $500 towards stage one of a planned project to build an emergency station on a trailer. The full report of the Grant Committee, which details all the applications received and the reasons for their recommendations, will be placed on the WIA website. The Board congratulates the successful applicants and thanks all of the clubs that participated. The Board also thanks the Committee for their work reviewing and analysing the applications and for formulating their recommendations. From the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Okay, in ACMA News, more 2 gig spectrum proposed for mobile telecommunication services. The ACMA is seeking feedback from industry and interested parties to a proposal to make further spectrum in the 2 gig band available for mobile telecom services in regional and remote areas of Australia. The ACMA has released a discussion paper detailing the proposed public telecommunication service, the PTS apparatus licensing arrangement, to support the coordinated deployment of mobile telecommunications infrastructure in these areas. 
Complete details on the licensing arrangements and the draft amendments can be viewed on the ACMA website. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA News Service. In the Illawarra, Shoalhaven and Yurubadala areas, it can be heard on the VHF coast-linked repeaters of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society at 10am every Sunday morning. On VK2RMP in the Illawarra area, 146850, or on VK2RIS in the Shoalhaven area on 146975. Or down in Yurubadala area, it's on VK2RBT, 146675. IRLP node 6018 resides on this system. For more information, iars.org.au. I'm Brian, VK2 Alpha Hotel. International news, I'm Jason, VK2 LAW. West Sumatra earthquake. It is understood that a number of amateur radio stations are assisting in the aftermath of the earthquake in West Sumatra. YB5ZA is located in the Governor's Office of West Sumatra Province and supports the Disaster Management Command Post. They're operating on 7.065 MHz, 145.5 MHz and VHF repeater 146.260 MHz. YB5ZDD is on the air using 7.065 MHz SSB from the International Airport Padang City. Bambang Sambadi YB1TY has established an IQSO gateway via iqso.orari.net. Special event station ZS3SKA. South Africa is one of two nations in the run for the erection of the largest radio telescope in the Southern Hemisphere, known as the Square Kilometre Array, SKA. The possible site in South Africa is situated in the Northern Cape, and a start has already been made with the erection of a smaller version, which is called Meerkat. In order to make this project known to amateurs nationally and internationally, Boland and Northern Cape Radio Clubs will operate an amateur station on the 23rd to 25th of October from the proposed site. The station's call sign will be ZS3SKA and operation will be on all HF bands. Now how about at VK6s? C and WA is the other contender. What about a club starting up VK6SKA? VE4HAY re-elected RAC Midwest Director. Congratulations to Derek Hay, VE4HAY of Winnipeg, who has been re-elected as the Midwest Region Director of Radio Amateurs of Canada. Hay ran unopposed and was declared re-elected on September 16. Ham Radio prepares for WRC 2012. Ham Radio is getting ready for the next major World Radio Communications Conference slated for Geneva, Switzerland from January 23 to February 17, 2012. To get ready, approximately 200 participants came together in an ITU preliminary meeting that ended September 16 in Geneva. ARRL Technical Relations Specialist Jonathan Civilling, WB3ERA, and IARU Region 1 Vice President Tuffer Diop, 6W1KI, were among the participants. Also present were the power players representing the six regional telecommunications organisations, including CITEL from the Americas. This meeting was part of a series of ongoing international and regional preparatory meetings to allow government and industry to address the far-reaching and complex agenda of WRC-12. The BPL War. Experimental BPL system coming to San Diego, California. 
PPL Internet access is raising its head in Southern California. This with word that the FCC has granted a special temporary authorization and the call sign WD9XZG to PCN Technology Incorporated. This to permit the company to provide a broadband on power line communication demonstration in the San Diego area. The STA is good from this past September 23rd and expires on January 30th of 2010. It permits PCN technology the right to operate a limited BPL Internet access system from 3 to 30 megahertz, including any ham radio bands that might be affected. The FCC says that this special temporary authorization is granted upon the express condition that it may be terminated by the commission at any time without prior notice to PCN Technology Incorporated or anyone using the experimental system for Internet access. Hams in and around the San Diego area will want to keep their eyes on their S-meters and ears on background noise to see what, if any, impact this BPL system might have on their ability to communicate. The battle over the use of data transfer power line adapters in the U.K. looks set to escalate, this with a threat of legal proceedings looming by that nation's National Amateur Radio Society. The RSGB continues to take the power line adapter compliance fight to Ofcom. This follows Ofcom's statement on PLT-PLA on the 3rd of September and the RSGB's response statement on the 4th of September, 2009. The Society has now received a formal reply from Ofcom following the Society's earlier formal complaint to Ofcom regarding non-compliant PLAs and Ofcom's interpretation of the EMC directive regarding these devices. The RSGB continues to find Ofcom's responses and position totally unacceptable and has recently met with an, with and instructed its lawyers to investigate a legal challenge on the Ofcom position. The RSGB will continue the fight to protect the radio spectrum against non-compliant devices which cause unacceptable levels of interference, particularly to the HF bands. We'll issue further statements as the case develops. The video showing Martin Maynard, GHCIX, promoting amateur radio from the 4th Plinth in Trafalgar Square can be seen on the web at www.gb1ao.co.uk. The fourth plinth is part of a major living monument created by sculptor Anthony Gormley. Martin GHCIX was allocated a slot on the ninth plinth, sorry, on the plinth, between the fourth, between four and five p.m. on Friday, the 25th of September, during which he operated GB1AO using ICOM radio equipment. Turning to the Emerging Technology page, an Electronics Weekly article reports that Belgian researchers have taken another step towards creating a new generation of mechanically stacked triple junction solar cells. These new cells are expected to eventually become the most efficient available. According to the article, in a triple junction cell, each junction is tuned to absorb a different part of the solar spectrum, with the upper layers designed to be transparent to wavelengths absorbed in the lower layers. This is similar to the way many color films were made prior to the advent of digital photography. The researchers say that this broad coverage of the spectrum is why high efficiencies are obtained. These stories from the RSGB and from the Amateur Radio Newsline were on the web at www.arnewsline.org. And I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. You're tuned to VK1WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Operational News, on-air contest column. October 10 and 11, Oceania Contest CW. October 24 and 25, CQ Worldwide SSB. 
Special event stations. Participate in the special event activity, the 100th birthday of the Dar Pomorsa on the air, one of the most famous and best-known Polish sailing vessels, Dar Pomorsa, and one of the most distinguishable three-masted white frigates in the world. This event is organised by Roman, SQ2RH, with cooperation of the Central Marine Museum in Gdansk and the Marine Communications Club, SP2ZIE, Skuna, acting at the Marine Academy in Gdynia. A special event station, SN100DP, will be activated until UTC October 11th. This from the deck of the White Frigate. OH2HAN and OH3DF will be on the air Portable 9 from the Arctic Amethyst Mine in Luostol, Lapland, from October 15th to the 18th. Operation will be on the HF bands using SSB and RITI. A special QSL will be available via the operator's home call signs. Lastly, F6AXX and F6HBR will be active from Cambodia as XU7UFT between December 3rd through to the 8th. This operation will be CW only on the HF bands. QSL via F6AXX, via the Bureau or direct with the self-addressed envelope and return postage. Look for direct QSLs to be answered after January 15th, 2010. Just to remind you about the CNET convention which is fast approaching. It is a convention where you can meet friends from all over the world. CNAD 2009 convention in Seoul, Korea, will operate as HL09SEA. 23 October until 27 October in Seoul, Korea. It is organised by Korea Amateur Radio League and Korea Ladies Amateur Radio Club with support by Ministry of Korea Communication Commission, Korea Tourism Corporation, City of Seoul. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FU Inningham. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Hobart, it can be heard on 146 700 at 9am Sunday mornings. I'm Jeff, VK7 HAL. I honestly think you ought to sit down calmly. Take a stress pill and think things over. Media Watch, with a look at Amateur Radio Magazine. I'm James, VK6NAH. Amateur Radio for October is out. Look for the Scout on the cover. For the older generation of amateur radio operators who can remember when home brewing was common, there is an article about the HB10, a valve transceiver built in the 1950s. The article and the transceiver are by Bruce Kygel, VK3BMK, who recently resurrected and lovingly restored this 50-year-old veteran. Read what it took to find and fix the glitches. Strictly hardware, no software here. I'll have to have a good read to see what magic I've missed. The ham ads are a free service to WIA members that has been provided by Amateur Radio for decades. You'll still find them presented near the back of the magazine, but what has changed is the lodgement method. Check the new details, one of several improvements that your publications committee is gradually introducing to the magazine. Read the inspiring article by Mike VK4QS. Mike looks back as well as forward, convinced that gaining his amateur operator's license was the best thing that ever happened to him. He wonders if an on-air system of mentors might be a good way to spread technical know-how and the love of it that he has enjoyed. Don't forget the regular columns presented every month by Amateur Radio. They're all written by experts in their field and keep you up to date on your special interest. For example, contests are covered on page 41, DX News and Views on page 44, and an interesting article on AMSAT satellites at page 49. And there is news from all the clubs around Australia. All this plus heaps more in Amateur Radio magazine for October.
Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Today, looking at Rescue Radio, Radio Scouting, we follow on from VK6POP's item at the top of the news broadcast. And we look at ATV, this time in VK7. Well, in fact, it's the ATV group, but this, a look at their voice repeater. Yes, Northwest Tasmanian Amateur Television Group's two-metre voice repeater, VK7RTV, is now operational. The club is proud to announce that its two-metre repeater, VK7RTV, on 146.775, located at its Gawler site, was commissioned on Monday the 21st of September. Please note that the repeater does not have a conventional control unit at this time. So for the moment it has a software-enabled timeout and an automatic ID beaconing every 10 minutes. IRLP node 6616 has been switched onto the repeater and appears to be functioning well. Still with the ATV group, at this stage they plan to hold camps at Burnie Scout Hall, Peyton Park, Alverstone and Camp Boomerang at Port Sorrell. It's planned to demonstrate to the scouts and cubs the APRS beaconing and mapping of shipping movements between Tasmania and Manland VK by Jim, VK7JH. Promotion and education of amateur radio will be a feature at the camps this year with educational kits made available to the scouting fraternity. Still with radio scouting, in VK4 look out for and work VK4 SNK. McKay Amateur Radio Association will be operating in Jota from Rowellan Park Scout Grounds with the call sign of VK4 SNK. Now they'll be there Saturday only, the 17th of October. AO51 configuration to support scouting Jota. AMSAT NA is supporting the 52nd Jamboree of the Year JOTA scouting event by dedicating AO51 operation to the event. For October the 17th and 18th, the AO51 QRP repeater will be allocated for JOTA use. All users are requested to give way to JOTA stations or QSOs with JOTA stations. The frequencies used for the weekend will be 145.880 FM uplink and 435.150 FM downlink. No PL tones are required. The mode change should occur at 00 UTC on the 17th and run for approximately 48 hours. AMSAT wishes the scouts good luck operating via AO51 satellite for the event. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Weiss and Tasmania South will be providing comms on October the 16th to the 18th for the St Helens Endurance Ride checkpoints. The base is at St Helens Sports Complex with checkpoints between Goshen and Taylors Beach Bay of Fires. Rides start at 0700 hours Saturday survey and set up on Friday at 1400 hours. Hopefully this will be a dress rehearsal for the Tom Quilty Gold Cup National Championships in 2012. They hope also to set up a Jota HF station. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. WIA National News for week commencing October 11, almost at a conclusion. Of course, October 11 in VK3 sees the Shepparton and District Amateur Radio Club's communication and display day. That's at St Augustine's Hall in Orr Street, Shepparton. October 12 through to 16 in ZL is the 14th IARU Region 3 Conference. October 25 in VK3 Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's annual hamvention, the new location of the Ballarat Greyhound Racing Track, that's off Rubicon Street. October 31 through until November 1, Queensland Sunshine Coast's October Camp Catch-Up, Maidenwell Observatory, Brisbane Valley, west of Yarraman. November 1 in VK2 Westlake Amateur Radio Club's Westlakes Field Day. 
and November 15 in VK4, Queensland Club's President's Lunch at Gbung RSL. In 2010, let's move ahead to next year, January 24, in VK2, the Mid-North Coast Amateur Radio Group's Radio Expo 2010, 8.30am St John's Church Hall, McLean Street, Coffs Harbour. February 14 in VK3, WIA 100, Centre Victoria Radio Fest, number three. And Australia's big one, February 28, Wyong Field Day at the Wyong Racecourse. April 2, 2010 in VK3, Midland Amateur Radio Club's Radio Electronic and Astronomy Expo, the venue to be advised. June 5 is Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 35th Annual Field Day. And July 17, the GGREC Ham Fest with a start time of 10 o'clock, July 17, in the good year 2010. Now, societies and club newsletter editors can exchange a feed of this news prior to the actual broadcast date. Just email nationalnews at wia.org.au. We are on Twitter. Just search for VK1WIA. Now, callbacks do follow the RF editions, but also for text readers, you may like to lodge a quick reply to let us know you read it, and who knows, you might even get a cheerio call next week. Of course, next week, the news is being brought to you by VK6POP and the Scouts in WA. Now, the purpose of WIA News is to rapidly provide news of interest to active amateurs residing in Australia and the globe. We strongly encourage membership in the Wireless Institute of Australia and participation in the activities of local clubs. However, opinions expressed in this, the WIA News, are those of the writers who submit material and do not necessarily reflect those of the rebroadcasters nor the national WIA, but we do broadcast them in the spirit in which they were submitted. Speaking of submitting things, make sure you send it to us, nationalnews at wia.org.au, and if you're going to upload audio, all that detail is on wia.org.au. Till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. As I always say, walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.